you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. James chapter 5, verse number 13. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Everybody say, let him pray. Is any sick sick among you? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call. Everybody say, let him call. Is any sick among you? Is any afflicted among you? Let him pray. Is any merry, let him sing psalms. Is any sick, let him call for the elders of the church. Let them, everybody say let them, the elders of the church, let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Now, You see the part of the afflicted, the sick, and the merry. You see the task that is laid upon the elders of the church. Now you see what God says he will do to the obedient. And the prayer of faith shall, everybody say shall, save the sick and the Lord. Everybody say, the Lord will raise him up. And if he have committed any sin, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I did a lot of reading tonight. And I want to attempt to pull from the Old Testament and the New, from Exodus and James. The Lord said, I have seen the afflictions and I've heard the cry of the afflicted. The New Testament said, if you are afflicted, there's only one way to get out of your affliction. Let him, the afflicted, pray. If there be any sick among you, let him call for some assistance with prayer. But there's nothing that will replace the desperate cry of the 
afflicted. Those who are afflicted have got to cry out to the Lord and he will hear their cry. By the help of the Lord tonight, I'm going to preach the desperate cry of the afflicted. The desperate cry of the afflicted. Would you just join your heart and faith with me right now in the name of the Lord. God, I ask for your anointing that has been present in this room tonight to rest upon your messenger, upon the delivery of your word right now, both physical strength and supernatural strength, anointing of the Holy Ghost to rest upon the man of God now that you have called and appointed for this moment and upon the hearts of the hearers of, the, of your people to receive and hear the word of God. I pray in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to somebody and tell them you got to call on them. It was in June of 1776, and while Thomas Jefferson was drafting the words that declared the American independence and its principles on which he claimed it to be based, Commander George Washington was moving 15,000 troops into position on Long Island and in Manhattan preparing for a major engagement with a larger British force commanded by General William Howe. Enamored with the prospects of a quick American victory, Washington unwittingly placed the Continental Army in the most vulnerable position possible and created conditions for a dramatic defeat. As both sides readied themselves for engagement, another major setback hit Washington's regiments. As smallpox was taking the lives of many of his top aides and leaving several units without field-grade officers, it seemed clear what would happen. The revolution would be short-lived. The war was on, and in just one day, Long Island was lost with 300 casualties and over 1,000 prisoners were taken. Not only that, but Washington's war strategy of dividing the army into two companies gave the British a perfect opportunity to end the war quickly. And over the next couple of months, the, the British army was successfully wiping out the revolution. With defeat on every side, disease still rampant in his army, aides on the verge of mutiny and begging for retreat, Washington decided to hold the course. He refused to back down as a result, engineering one of the most critical turning points in American history. While British leaders inexplicably were wintering in New York, Washington engineered a surprise attack on Christmas night across the ice-choked Delaware River. For the first time, the Continental Army had outmaneuvered its British counterparts and had for the first time now gone on the offensive. The attack led to victories in Trenton and on to Princeton. They were not much by way of casualties or damage inflicted by the British, but it had a major psychological effect on the American public opinion. 
As Ellis states in his biography about Washington, he says, what had appeared to be a lost cause now enjoyed a new lease on life. It was what historians have termed as a moment of change in American history. It turned the it was the turning point of a mentality of defeat to a turning point of a mentality of victory. I didn't come here tonight to give you a history lesson or to talk to you about American history or war strategies. But I came here tonight to talk to those who understand what I mean when I say I'm tired of the affliction. When we get desperate enough to cry out because of our own affliction, I believe the God of heaven will hear our cry and will show up on the scene because he hears our heart's cry. My heart has been stirred over the last few days, both because of personal family circumstances and because of situations connected to our wonderful church where I'm privileged to pastor. Some in this room tonight will understand very clearly because I have wept with you and prayed with you. Some I've met with, some I've talked to, others I just simply know the need in your home and family. But we've come to a point tonight where it would be very easy for us to recognize that there were a few in this room that got a touch from heaven a few moments ago. And they can walk out and say, I went to church. Others felt the presence of God. And you can leave tonight and say, that was a wonderful move. Pastor could preach a short little 15-minute message. We could call the musicians back. We could sing through a song a few times. You could gather around the front, look and smile. We could shake hands, be friendly, and go about our way and get to the, to the restaurant and sit and enjoy an evening together. But these kinds of moments that I feel God calling us to tonight are very few and far between. I believe tonight that we are sitting in the presence of the troubling of the water. I believe heaven has prepared things for this church tonight that we have not yet stepped into. We have waited for a better moment. We have rejoiced or prayed for others while that they have prayed. We have had a little talk with Jesus. We've had a little sprinkle of his glory and his presence has met with me. But my heart comes to this pulpit stirred tonight because there are some in this room that are absolutely desperate for a breakthrough. You are desperate for change. You are desperate for a real answer to prayer. You are looking for more than just a common little move in a service, but you're looking for a genuine breakthrough to where you walk out of this room and know heaven has not just touched earth, but God has touched my life and there is a change in the environment. Some came tonight 
tired of your affliction. You came in tonight tired of the load that you've been carrying. Tired of the conflict in your home and your family. I come tonight to tell you that a little talk with Jesus is not going to get it done. But you're going to have to cry out in desperation until you know that heaven has heard your cry and God meets with you in this room tonight. Somebody ought to start right now. If you are afflicted, you ought to cause these rafters to shake in this room as you cry out to the Lord and declare your desperation for his power and his presence to be made known. Come on all over this building. Why don't you do that right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are times when these kind of life changes are absolutely necessary. Pardon me for being emotional tonight. I'm dealing with some things in my own family and home connected with my immediate family tonight that is affecting my emotions somewhat as I preach this message tonight. There are times when a life change is absolutely necessary. And I have come to terms with the fact that I cannot meet God on my own terms. The problem in the apostolic church tonight is that too many people want the pastor to tell them what they want to hear, agree with them in their wrong instead of making an adjustment when the power and presence of God urges a word to come forth that is to challenge you or bring about change in your life. I come tonight to tell you that the only answer that you will find is going to be when you get desperate enough to cry out for change and declare if it means me changing, if it means my attitude, my outlook, my position on issues. Ah, uh, we want God to answer. We want God to be a genie in the bottle. We want him to show up and heal our affliction. We want him to show up and touch us when we're diseased. We want him to come along when we need him. And then we want to put him on the back shelf. And we want to be about our own agenda and our own business. I come bold in the Holy Ghost to tell some folks tonight, you got trouble in your home. You got trouble in your life. You got you better cry out to God. He's the only answer. Pop psychology is not the answer. Therapy is not the answer. God is the only answer. I feel like we've come to a point to where we are pressing against a brick wall of oppression 
against a brick wall of depression. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. There have been some spirits that have been on the loose among the people of God that are under my hearing tonight. That's been keeping you awake at night. You've been afflicted. The spirit of suicide has been so prevalent over the last few days. I'm in the Holy Ghost 100%. The spirit of depression has rested upon the people of God. You are afflicted. You want the pastor to pray, but you are afflicted. The spirit of infirmity has afflicted you. And you want the pastor to pray. There is a difference in a sickness and the spirit of infirmity. Sickness is something that happens to your physical body. But the spirit of infirmity is something that happens to your spirit. And it is something that is brought on by hell itself. It is of Satan. And it comes against you to oppress you. If you are afflicted, you better cry out in desperation. I'm tired of the devil coming and bringing the affliction of the people of God and the responsibility of afflictions that are brought on being placed upon the ministry and the leadership of the church to go home and not be able to rest and not be able to sleep and feel like failures because it didn't happen tonight. I come tonight to wake somebody up and tell you, I'll pray for you if you're sick. I will pray with you if you are afflicted. But you've got to pray for yourself. If you've got affliction in your life, you've got to pray for yourself. If you've got affliction in your home, you've got to pray for yourself. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I hear the word of the Lord coming tonight saying, therefore, I hear the cry of the children of God. I hear the cry in Exodus. Our text said, I behold, I hear the cry of the children of Israel. It's come up unto me. I'm going to tell you where the breakthrough is going to come for somebody that is afflicted tonight. It's when heaven says, I hear the cry coming up from 2501 East Wabash Street in Frankfurt. I hear hear the cry coming from Christian Life Church. I hear the cry of the afflicted and I am coming down to meet with them.
I see people healed with the troubling of water. I see people healed when they're laid on their hands, anointed with oil. But the only time in Scripture that I found today where God himself said, I will leave the portals of heaven and show up on earth and fight for you is when he hears the desperate cry of the afflicted. When you begin to cry, God begins to answer and show up in the middle of your situation. I recognize I'm being emotional tonight. I recognize it completely. But I'm tired of talking to people who are afflicted that are expecting me to patty cake and tell them everything's going to be all right. You want the devil out of your home? You better get that affliction cry going on in the name of Jesus. I refuse to allow the devil to take a stronghold in my home. Some of you are battling with emotional issues that are the affliction of the enemy. You better let heaven hear you cry tonight. He can heal you. You'll leave here not needing your medication. Come on, that's it. Somebody's getting it tonight. If you're afflicted, you better cry until heaven shows up on earth. God said, when I hear, that's when I come down. When I hear, that's when I come down. When heaven hears, that's when he shows up. You want his glory. You want his power. You want deliverance from your affliction. You better start crying out to him. He will show up. I hear the voice of the Lord speaking tonight saying I'm come down to Frankfort, Indiana. I've come down and heard the cry. I got a lot more sermon to preach, but I'm not preaching beyond what God is wanting to do in this house. Right now, somebody is going to get your breakthrough because you are crying like a desperate person. I got to have an answer. I'm desperate. you got to cry out for change. you got to cry out for change. God, I'm desperate. I'm not going home doing the same thing. you got to make up in your mind right now. I'm going to start talking different, walking different, going different places, acting different, but being different. It's the only way it's going to happen. You're going to have to understand the affliction. I'm tired of the affliction. I'm tired of the affliction.
Come on, you afflicted tonight. You ought to call on him. You're afflicted tonight. You've got an addiction afflicting you tonight. You ought to call on him. You bound down by the enemy tonight. The chains and fetters fall off when you begin to call on him. You need to call on him. He's coming down. Heaven is coming down. That's it. Change is coming. Change is coming. Not something temporary. Something that is permanent. I'm talking about a deliverance from an affliction. I'm talking about something you've been carrying for a long time. He's going to heal your mind. He's going to heal your thought process. He's going to heal your emotion. He's going to heal from, from the very top of your head to the sole of your feet. Come on, let him do it tonight. The Spirit of the Lord is interrupting this service tonight to bring about deliverance to the afflicted. The Spirit of the Lord is in the house tonight. His presence is so strong and so powerful. You got affliction, call on Him. You afflicted, call on Him. I feel in the Holy Ghost tonight. If you're here and you have sickness in your body, God is going to do a miracle. I dare you to run right here to the front. We're going to anoint you with oil. And there are going to be physical healings that are going to happen right in the middle of of all sorts of afflictions that God is dealing with tonight. His power is here. His presence is here. Everything is in order. Everything is set. All you got to do is respond. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. There's delivering power in the house. Somebody's going to leave here with a weight that you've been carrying on your shoulders. God is about to lift that weight off of your shoulders tonight. You're about to walk out of here and in a way that you haven't walked in a long time. The weight's going to be lifted. There are miracle working power in the house of the Lord tonight. Miracle working power in the house of the Lord tonight. Come on, don't just pray and claim it. I want you to pray until you receive it. Pray until you receive it. Don't just get started and go part of the way. Stay with it until you receive the breakthrough, until you feel the affliction leave, until you know the affliction is gone. There's going to be testimonies that are going to come out of this moment where affliction is gone. You're not going to wrestle with the same things you've been wrestling with. 
It's going to be gone in Jesus' name. Come on, let God heal those emotional scars from your past. Let God heal those emotional scars from your past. You can't carry those with you any longer. Let Him heal them. Let Him heal them right now. Let Him do it right now. Let Him do it right now. Let Him do it right now. Yes. There is miracle working power in the house of the Lord. There is miracle working power here tonight. Miracle working power. Let heaven hear you cry. Let heaven hear you cry. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, right now by the power and authority of the Word of God and by the power that is in the name of Jesus, I speak healing over every emotional scar. I speak faith right now into every faithless situation. I pray against the spirit of depression. I pray against the spirit of suicide. I pray against the spirit of addiction. I pray right now and command it to go by the authority of the Word of God. Somebody in the house needs to let heaven hear your cry. There's a shift happening in the atmosphere. You need to step into it right now. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. You need to step into it right now. Yes. Reach out and claim it right now. Reach out and claim it right now. Claim it right now. Claim it right now.
I pray against every emotional cycle. I pray against every cycle of the mind that is not like God. I pray against every evil spirit that torments right now. In the name of Jesus, dispatch angels into homes and families right now. And before they ever get there, prepare the way for them. In the name of the Lord, let it be accomplished before they ever walk in. Let there already be a presence of God as they walk out of this place tonight with the power of transforming spirit of God. I pray when they walk in, there is a new presence in their home, a new presence on their job. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hell fears what's happening right now. Hell fears what is happening right now. Hell is trembling right now. The forces of hell are having to pack bags and move out and change residence because they're not welcome in my home, not welcome in my family, not welcome in my friendships, not, not welcome in my relationships. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. God is taking somebody. He's preparing you for a brand new dimension. He is wanting to take you to a new dimension of faith. But you've got to have the breakthrough that he's bringing to you tonight. You must have the breakthrough. Before you go to the next level, the breakthrough has got to come. It's got to happen tonight. Come on, we've got to press through. We've got to press through and let it happen in the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord. I have heard your cry and I am come down. I have heard your cry and I am come down.
Come on, that's it. God's not looking for emotionalism. He's looking for raw faith. He's looking for desperation. He's looking for somebody that is desperate tonight. He's not looking for emotionalism. He's looking for real faith. He's looking for something that is coming from deep within your innermost being tonight. That's it. That's it. In the name of the Lord.